So, I'm gonna be honest, I did not expect this week to start out by watching a man die by the hands of a Pokemon. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh. Okay, because me neither, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That trailer from the Pokemon company was both inspired, but also, like, too Blair Witch for my liking. Yeah. I watched that first thing in the morning. Because, like, I go into work and part of my job is to research what is currently happening in the games industry. Mm -hmm. And naturally, since it was first thing in the morning, that was the first press release that came across my desk (laughs) was this Pokemon one. And after watching that, I was like, okay, so I'm going to tell everyone in my office to go watch this (laughs) and give them no context. I'll just be like, did you see the new trailer? Let me watch it with you. It's great. You'll love it. And the looks on all of their faces, absolutely horrified. It was fantastic. Yeah. It <laughs> it disturbed me. Like, it actually kind of disturbed me because found footage stuff like that just makes me very uncomfortable because of that. And I know that's what it's supposed to do. But that very, very shoddy video and audio quality. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you could hear this dude's every breath because it was cold and the crunching of the snow and kind of the curiosity that turned into like frantic alarm. I was like, oh my God. Like this video made snow runs scary for me, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. And if you pause around the 45 second mark, there's a snow run that you can see in the grainy found footage version. Yeah. And it w- that was terrifying. That was it's just these like small figures moving in the shadows. It's just like Pokemon has never really been a franchise that has disturbed me personally. <laughs> <laughs> but <So lucky>. yeah. <laughs> but this one, this got me. This gave me the heebie-jeebies. And I feel like I hope that because well, we'll get to it in a little bit. But before we actually dive into who this mysterious Pokémon that killed a man is, <laughs> Welcome back to ThoughtCast, the video game and anime podcast. I'm John. And I'm Allie. And I'm super excited because this is our Halloween-themed episode. Spooky scary. Oh, skeletons. (laughs) I hear they send shivers down your spine. Always. (laughs) But if you like ThoughtCast, if you enjoy ThoughtCast... Make sure to give us five stars, give us a thumbs up, give us a follow, whatever you do on whatever platform, because it's always appreciated. Yes, yes, yes. Always serving the algorithm gods. Yes. <laughs> ooh. This, now they're spooky algorithm gods. No, yeah, they're, ooh, yo, and they, they really like to get into the holiday spirit. They're ghostly. Yeah, they're ghostly. <laughs> So we had the Blair Witch footage for this Pokemon trailer. Yes. But then we had it cleared up. Somehow they, in the Pokemon universe, in the distant past, they are amazing at doctoring footage to make it clear as day. Yeah. I mean, props to them. They got the the tech in the Hisui region. Yeah. (laughs) Which is supposed to be 
not technological, but we got we got God phones and yeah. we have videotaping, so it's okay. That is incredible quality once you like fix it up a little bit. We don't have healthcare though. So no, no, it's still just mats. <laughs> still just a cot. <laughs> Maybe some bandages if you're lucky. So who is this mysterious Pokemon? Dun dun dun! Can you believe it? It's Volpix so- oh. or Growlithe. It's Pikachu! (laughs) (laughs) No, it's Zorua. Which I, to be honest, when all of Twitter blew up and said, oh my god, it's Zorua. I kept thinking, you silly little creatures. It's not Zorua. And then it was. So, you know, I'm not good at predicting things. But everyone was so sure and I I didn't believe them. See, I feel like Twitter gave me so many reasons to believe it's Zorua. I'm like... You know more about this than I do. Gen 5 is like a dead zone of Pokemon knowledge for me. I mean, same, but I don't I don't know why I was just so against it being Zoroa for some reason in my mind. I think it's because everyone on Twitter came to the same conclusion at the same time, even down to knowing what colors it would be. Mm-hmm. And that disturbed me. Everyone, you gotta be contrarian. They were so on board that it couldn't have been right. But it was, it it was, was incredibly, it was incredibly right. They like knew exactly what it would look like and everything. <laughs> and they're very, I really like this Zoroa and Zoroark design. Zoroark is like kind of unsettling though. Yes. Which I get is the point, but dang, like the wispies of hair coming off of it, it like actually disconcerted me almost as much as the Blair Witch vibes. Like seeing it didn't help. Zoroa is adorable, but Zoroark. Mm. Let me just take you back a couple of podcast episodes when I said that this game may actually terrify me. And I said that it was scary. And I gave all these reasons why. Like, if you have a game where an Ursaring is allowed to chase after you with <laughs> red beady eyes, healthcare is so bad that you just essentially be on a cot with bandages and Pokemon are allowed to attack you and you will die. Yeah, it just it's a scary game. And this found footage made me feel so good about being scared by this game. Like now everyone gets to be scared. You all get to know what I feel now. <laughs> Which I really hope that they lean into this too. Like this aspect of the Pokemon world being yeah. this untamed kind of terrifying place. Yes. Because the Pokemon world that we know is like, ooh, look fun. Like you do battles, but really you mainly just pet your Pokemon and they love you. And it's so, it's just delightful. Ooh, there's an evil team trying to take over the world la di da di da but <laughs> go a, make poffins <laughs> yeah go make poffins a 12 year old can completely dismantle them yeah. and it's just like no if the pokemon world was a real thing it would be utterly terrifying and i would never live there because nope. of stuff like this yup because <laughs> can't zorark disguise itself yeah like that's not happening to me. I would not live in that world. That's scary. Dittos are unsettling, but Zoroark is menacing. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my gosh. I, when I was younger, I would always listen to those videos that are like top 10 scariest Pokedex entries. Oh yeah. Yes. From Jaywitz. Yes. Yes. I love Jaywitz. Anyways. Okay. 
I would listen to those every Halloween and they would always get me in the spooky, scary mood. But so many Pokemon, the fact that he could come out with that many videos of top 10 Pokedex entries, there were several. A lot of them come from Sinnoh too. Yeah. They were like having a weird moment in Sinnoh. Well, actually, if it's a ghost Pokemon, which according to Serebi, Zoroark is normal ghost, Mm -hmm. which is fascinating, but they probably have a disturbing Pokedex entry. Like, Drifloon? Yes! Oh my gosh. Carries away children. (laughs) I love that. Love that. That's great. I love when you send your 10-year-old out on an adventure when there's actively a Pokemon that can carry them away. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, strives to do so. Yeah. Even, like, Hypno? Yes. Hypno's weird. Yamask? Or whatever. Yeah, there's a, there's so many. Yeah, so I'm very excited about this. It was very timely with Halloween, too. And they need to do more stuff like this. Because do you remember that Pokemon Sword and Shield promo in <laughs> yes. the Glimwood Tangle? Yes. And all it was, it was a, was it a 24-hour stream? I think it was a 24-hour stream. It was either 12 or 24. I think it was 24, though. I think it was 24. And... I literally had that on all day just to try and see something. I had it on while I was at work and just nothing happened. Nothing. I mean, there would be like the occasional Pokemon. It was nothing special though. It was nothing new. Like maybe an Impidimp would pop up, but like we'd already seen Impidimp at that point. So it's just like, eh, whatever. All for the, at the very end If you tuned in for the last 10 minutes, you saw everything that was worth seeing in that 24-hour stream. And it was Galarian Ponyta, which was, like, cool, but, like, not at all what I was hoping for. That was... I love Sword and Shield. I really do. I think the Glimwood Tangle is a dope area. Kind of weird, kind of mystical. But that was stupid. Yeah, that annoyed me. That was the biggest waste of my life. And this was four minutes total. And... So much more impactful. Yes. When I saw this video come out, I immediately thought back to that live stream. Mm -hmm. And the difference, the marketing, alarming the differences. Yeah. And I don't know. I just really enjoy that they're doing something entirely different. Because a live stream where Pokemon pop up every now and then, and they're all cute. And, Mm -hmm. oh, look, it's Impidim for the 75th time. Like, yay, wow, I'm still so happy. It's so colorful. Like, that is Pokemon. Seeing the same thing over and over again. That's Pokemon. As we have known it. I would have been happier with that. It would go hours between Pokemon appearances. That's true. But, it, like, I would have loved to see something 75 times because at least something would happen. <laughs> but still, what I mean is the tone. No, yeah, 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 and exactly. So the tone of that stream fit the tone of Pokemon. But since they're doing something so different, I'm happy that they're not just fitting with that happy-go-lucky, like, yay, look at this Pokemon again. Wow, mm-hmm. so fun. And it's, instead, it's this found footage. And they worked with the editing and made it creepy and made you feel something different for once than what you would normally feel with Pokemon. 10 yeah. out of 10 marketing, so good. This actually oh. got me excited for the game because mm-hmm. it's leaning into that whole aspect of this world is not a settled world. Mm-hmm. Like, you are at a very, like, baseline. You have 
essentially one main city and it's not super built up. You have a couple, you know, nice houses, whatever. Nothing crazy though. Mostly it's just untamed Sinnoh. Mm-hmm. And I love that because that's terrifying and that's so mysterious. I've always been excited for this game, but I, I've talked about it on here. I wasn't like super jiving with like the look of it thus far. And yeah, when we were comparing which game we were more excited for, you were more excited for Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. Mm-hmm. And I was more excited for Legends Arceus, even though I'm terrified to play it mm-hmm. because it's just something so different. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like you're more on. The Legends Arceus train. I'd say I'm 50-50. I'm equally excited for them now. Okay. I'm still like 75-25. Yeah, I'm 50-50. That's just because I like turning my brain off and playing Pokemon. I don't like thinking about Pokemon a lot when I play it. Oh, true. And since I know Sinnoh so well already, it's just going to be a breeze through. I it's a Pokemon's a Zen game for me. If it challenges me, I'm less excited to play, if I'm honest. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But that's because the formula is always the same. Mm-hmm. I just want to cruise through it, get the Pokemon I like, beat the game, have fun with it. This is such a different kind of situation that I'm excited to see where it goes. This feels almost like a, a Pokemon Coliseum kind of deal, mm-hmm. which I love Pokemon Coliseum, yeah. which is more challenging, too. True. Very true. But yeah, so that's the Pokemon trailer for this week. I think there was another game that was announced this week, though, that we need to talk about. Yes, I'm so excited. So Concerned Ape, aka Eric Barone, he announced a new game that's called Haunted Chocolatier. Which fits the Halloween theme for this week's episode. Love that. Love it. So after dedicating 10 years of his life to Stardew Valley... He has finally released some info about a new game that he has been creating for quite a while. So I have his whole blog post up if you want to read it. It's on Mm hauntedchocolatier.net. And his whole blog post details all of the different reasons on why you should be interested in playing it. Like what's new. Because some of the art looks the same as Stardew Valley. Mm -hmm. Reused a lot of assets. But it's a new experience. Mm-hmm. So let's just go over, first of all, what this game is. Yeah, so he describes Stardew Valley as focusing more on humble life. You know, living off the land, growing food, connecting to the people and nature around you. Essentially, it's a farming sim, just like like a Harvest Moon or a Story of Seasons kind of vibe. Whereas this game, he wants to explore more fantastical possibilities and experiences that take you beyond the ordinary. And that's where this essentially Willy Wonka with ghost situation (laughs) kind of comes in. So you'll be playing as a chocolate maker and you'll explore the local castle and surrounding town to find rare ingredients, whip up delectable chocolates and sell them in your store. Which sounds so cool. Yes. And actually in his blog post, he details more about what all of these different 
mechanics and items and places and all of those things are and what they mean Mm -hmm. so the chocolate represents that which is delightful the Mm -hmm. haunted castle represents the allure of the unknown and the ghosts which i believe are your employees Mm -hmm. (laughs) they represent the imprint of the past and all of these are very important but he also wants to note that just because the game features ghosts in a haunted castle, it is not a negative or evil game. Mm-hmm. He wants it to be very positive and uplifting and life affirming. So if Stardew Valley is like channeling the sun and mm-hmm. trying to be a farmer and that very constrained type of Harvest Moon-esque living day by day kind of system... Mm. This one is channeling more of the energy of the moon, where it's more of a mysterious kind of game. Yeah. But I something that really stands out to me about this game and has me super excited about it as a sister, I guess, to Stardew Valley, is that this one is going to be more combat focused. Yo, know, mm. like a traditional single player role-playing game. Yeah. But I love that there's still going to be that slice of life element, just like Stardew Valley. It, it's still a town-centric game. You're still going into town. You're still making relationships with the townspeople. You're still connecting with all of those uh, individuals. And that's what's going to bring it to life for me. It's got the same kind of art style, same kind of vibe. Obviously, updated visuals from Stardew Valley. But I love how similar yet distinctly unique they're looking and that has me so excited to start getting to actually experiment with this game and have this new experience from him because i loved stardew valley so much Mm -hmm. same and he describes the core gameplay loop which will be gathering ingredients making the chocolate and running a chocolate shop And there's a lot more to the game than that, but it's also in an early stage of development, which Mm -hmm. can you even believe that based on the trailer? But yes, it's still at an early stage of development and it's evolving organically as he continues to develop. So he's not really sure where it will go next. He has Mm -hmm. some ideas, but he doesn't really know. So he doesn't want to say anything more than what has already been announced because he doesn't want to be tied down to any particular concept of what the game is. So that's all we know for right now. Mm-hmm. But oh my gosh, it already looks so amazing. Mm. I love the little ghosty employees. No, yeah, the ghost employees are delightful. I think that the townspeople's artwork looks so much better than in Stardew Valley. I agree. I also love that he, I don't know if there will be a seasonal aspect to this game where it's, you know, the spring, summer, winter, fall, whatever, all those. But they show in the trailer specifically winter. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. And then you go through that portal, the painting or whatever, and then it's spring. I love the different colors. I love the different atmospheres. It just all seems so, I don't know, just really nice and cozy. Like a cozy game. It feels I, like that. I would imagine that there's still going to be like day-to-day life, mm-hmm. you know? Because I don't know how else your store would operate day to day. Yeah. Unless it was similar to kind of the the established constructs, probably with a new spin on it. But it like it shows in the trailer you giving gifts to villagers. It shows all that stuff. 
True. And I don't know how you would be able to develop those relationships without being able to spam through it without that day-to-day structure to the game. Mm -hmm. If there's anyone who could figure it out and completely subvert expectations, it's Eric. I don't know why you would need to, so... I guess more so, I'm surprised that they showed the game in winter. Mm -hmm. I feel like very rarely do you see a game that experiences seasons and they show you only winter. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen very often. I wonder if it's trying to evoke that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory kind of vibe, though, because that takes place distinctly in winter. I think so. And when you think of ghosts, you think of, at least I think of late fall to early winter. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's kind of that cold, mysterious winter, such a strange, desolate time. It it's, all- yeah, it's so quiet. Yeah, it mm-hmm. feels almost Tim Burton-esque in a way. Yeah, I could see that. That makes sense. And so I'm really jive for that. Like you had said, it's diving into that mystery portion of things. Mm-hmm. And so I think if I had to take a guess, that's why probably why they chose to show off winter specifically. But I would be surprised if they limited it to that because we did see that spring area through the through the portal. Yeah, I can't wait to figure out why that exists and mm-hmm. what what's going on there. I, I don't know. I'm so excited to learn more about this game. Magic Chocolate Castle. Love it. Love it. <laughs> But do we have any specific anime news this week? Yes. Well, first of all, Demon Slayer started back up. Woo. Yeehaw. Yeah. Can't wait to watch the movie again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the opening's really cool. It is. We watched the opening because we heard it was it was really cool. Yeah. But, however, this is one of the first times where I have ever... I don't know why I ever would have had this experience before, but this is the first time that I've ever seen an animated version of everything that will take place in a an arc or a season of anime and then watch the opening. Because normally, I, okay, maybe I read the manga and this is my first time ever seeing it animated. And mm-hmm. so you watch the opening and you know what little bits and pieces are, but you're still excited because it's the first time you've ever seen it animated. In this case, I've already seen all of this animation. Yeah. And so the the opening is underwhelming in a way. Like the the song's great. Like don't get me wrong, the song's fire. <laughs> fire. <laughs> Rengoku. Hey. But we've already seen this in better detail animated. Yeah. And so it's like, well, that's cool. It like felt- I know exactly what's happening. Yeah, it felt like I was watching one of those AMVs. Yeah. Like, that's what it felt like I was watching. And I don't know. This is the first time I've ever watched something entirely animated, know the whole story, and then seen an opening where they're trying to give little hints and details without spoiling what's going to happen. But I already know what's going to happen because I just watched the movie. So this is a new experience for me. And it was very strange. Very, Mm. very weird. But I think if... I was anime only and had not watched the movie. And this is my first time ever seeing the opening or like I just read the manga and then waited until this season came out and watched the opening. Mm. I think I would enjoy it. 
But I don't know, just something about watching the movie made the opening a little less hype for me. Yeah, and we didn't watch the first episode because I saw on Twitter, Jojo talks too much tweeting and he he even said that there was like a couple new scenes that was only like a moment, like a flash in the pan, mm-hmm. but nothing really consequential that deviated from the movie or nothing that really added context that made it distinct enough. And so seeing that, I was like, I can pass on this. I've already seen the movie. I love the movie. I adore it. I watched the movie twice. Yeah, but (laughs) I don't need to see it broken up in 20 minute increments or 24 minute increments. Yeah. When I've... I already know exactly what's going to happen. And I could watch it all in one sitting very easily. Yeah. Like, it's not like the movie's not available anymore. We can still go watch the movie and get the whole context of that arc in one sitting. I mean, maybe they'll add stuff as the season goes on. And if that's the case, then we'll keep our fingers on the pulse of that. But if they don't do that, then I'm just going to wait until the next arc hits. Yeah. I'm... Honestly, hot take, I'm a little upset that they're doing a recap kind of situation. Oh, that's the hottest of takes. I'm sure that (laughs) no one agrees with you. But if only because, I don't know, it's a new experience for me to watch an anime in which they have a movie contain canonical content. Mm -hmm. And it's not, I don't know, like I watched... My Hero Academia and those movies. And yeah, sure, maybe some things get referenced here and there. But ultimately, you could watch the movies and that's an entirely separate experience from watching the anime or reading the manga. They don't cross over too much. Yeah, it doesn't go into the actual narrative of the show. Like, they don't talk about the movies because a lot of times for My Hero specifically, isn't it alternate timelines in, in a way? Like, this doesn't happen in canon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like with Naruto, the movies, some of them are very canonical, like the last Shippuden movie. Uh But for the most part, even if they are canon, they're inconsequential. And so it's like, these are really fun experiences that have no bearing on anything at all. They're just really cool and really flashy and really enjoyable. Whereas this one is directly an arc plucked straight from the manga. Really fantastically well done, but it doesn't need to be in the show now. Just put the movie on Crunchyroll and let's get on with our lives. Yeah, so I specifically enjoyed that they had a movie for this because there are some arcs where it just works better as a movie. Constantly breaking up the arc into episodes it ends up feeling like either an episode never ends on a good note because you're constantly being left on cliffhangers and that gets really taxing and annoying. And so then you don't want to tune in every week. You'd rather just watch the whole thing at once. Mm -hmm. Or every single episode needs to have some new anime-only type content so that it can feel like it has a beginning and an end for every single 
individual episode. And, then and all of that new content just keeps boiling over on this pot. And it and bloats it, it. Yeah, bloats it for no reason. Yeah. So I really respected Demon Slayer and started watching Demon Slayer because I heard about this movie. Yeah. So but. slightly upset, but like that's my hot take. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a waste of our time, but if you're enjoying it, you know what? More power to you. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that's just our opinion. It is what it is. Honestly, for me, all will be forgiven if they fix the the train thing. The, oh, that the CGI, CGI yes. No. If you haven't seen it, you'll know exactly what we're talking about when you do see it. And all will be forgiven. You know what? I will completely eat every single word that I've said here. And <laughs> I will fully support them changing this arc if they just fix that. Yeah. Because that was awful. It was abysmal. It was gross. It was, <laughs> no. And not gross like, oh, that's disturbing. Like, it was just like bad. That CGI monster thing. So... All will be forgiven if they fix that. But looks like we have another piece of anime news to get to. (laughs) Piece. (laughs) Just one piece. Just one piece. Yeah. Just one piece of news. Yeah. Just one piece of news. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. What could it be? I don't know. Is it that one piece is about to hit its 1000th episode? (laughs) My brother-in-law just started watching one piece. Oh, good luck. (laughs) I guess our brother-in-law. Oh, yeah. We're married. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm just like more power to you. But I could ne- I will never start watching One Piece. I watched One Piece in the sense that I was maybe 11 years old and it came on sometimes and mm. I watched random episodes that I didn't know what number or name the episode was and I watched it and thought, "Well, that's a funny guy." And then never watched it again. <laughs> See, I would get uh, the Shonen Jump weekly mag or monthly magazine, mm-hmm. and I would read all the chapters of One Piece that were in it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved One Piece as a kid. I never read the manga, I never watched the show, but I would always look forward to reading it in like the Shonen Jump magazine that I got. I don't like it enough to because I know if I start it, I will want to go through it. And this isn't something that you can just go through. Mm-hmm. Like a thousand episodes is a crazy amount. So if you've kept up with One Piece and you are up to date with this show, massive props to you. Because I wish I could be and I wish I could enjoy it. I got through Naruto and all of that show. And that's my claim to fame. Not Boruto. I haven't done that yet. I've watched a little bit of it. But you know what? I will. I will take my winnings that I watched pretty much all of Naruto. Spare some filler arcs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But okay. So with this One Piece one thousandth episode, there's actually a whole event to it. Ooh. So Funimation is going to be holding a global live stream event celebrating the One Piece animes. 1,000th episode broadcast. It's going to be on November 20th at 3 p.m. PST, so feel free to figure out what that is in your time zone. Mm -hmm. The event will be streamed on Funimation and also on some different YouTube channels. I think one for Toei Animation, which that's fun. And they're going to be showing episodes 998, 999. Both of those will be streamed for free. They're going to hold prize giveaways all the things and then the 1000th episode it's going to debut on november 14th 
And they'll also have this whole event for it, too, on the 20th, I believe. Mm -hmm. So lots of info there, but I'm sure you can read up on it more if you would like to attend. And they seem to be taking it really seriously with even some fans joining in throughout the live stream, which that's fun. They're getting some influencer and self-described professional One Piece fan. (laughs) His name is Rogers Bass, I guess, uh, is going to act as host. Cool. Yeah, I'm happy that they're engaging with the community because they should be if they're that dedicated to watch 1,000 episodes of anything. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But that's all the news that we have for this week. And so because it is the week of Halloween, we wanted to talk about not necessarily horror games specifically, but any games throughout our childhood, whether that's when we were little kids, it just scared us irrationally. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Scared irrationally, you say. (laughs) So are there any games that like stand out in your memory from your childhood that just like thinking back, you're like, oh my God, that spooked me. Okay. So let me just say in preparation for this, I wrote down a list of every single time I've ever been scared in a game. It's a lot. Yeah. I'm a weenie, guys. I'm not okay. I have a lot of anxiety in my tiny body. I have a, I feel like I have a lot too. And not as much lately, obviously, but as a child, I swear every little thing just disoriented me and made me almost not want to play games. Like, same. Like, literally. Kingdom Hearts scared me. Kingdom Hearts scared? Okay, wait, no, we're playing Kingdom Hearts right now. I, I can agree. But what scared you? <laughs> Donald. No. Me. me. <laughs> <laughs> but Halloween Town literally terrified me so badly as a child. Halloween Town just scared me today. <laughs> <laughs> but having never watched as a child The Nightmare Before Christmas because... My parents thought, well, my mom specifically thought it was scary and she doesn't like Tim Burton stuff because it like spooks her because it's just like very disorienting and the movement of the claymation is weird Mm. and all that stuff. So I'd never been exposed to it. And so when Kingdom Hearts, you know, it's been great up to this point. The Heartless are kind of terrifying when they destroy your island and that scared me. But like, well, you know, whatever, we got past it and- Wonderland's delightful. Tarzan's world is great. I'm giving him a look right now and he's puzzled because I did not enjoy Tarzan's world. It terrified me. Did it? Yeah. Why? I don't know. A man with a gun was just waving it around. Well, I mean, in the grand scheme of things... Okay, maybe terrified is a strong word, but I, I don't know. It was I can't see him without thinking of Phil Collins' voice, and oh. therefore I'm soothed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Phil Collins. Thank you, Phil Collins. Go on. <laughs> but then you get to Monstro. That's gross and disconcerting. But mm-hmm. Halloween Town is literally ghosts and ghouls everywhere. You're li- You have a big... Tall skeleton just in your party. The villain is a sack of bugs. <laughs> it's awful. It's terrifying. Well, Nightmare Before Christmas is now my favorite movie ever. But like at the time. If you played that and you never watched the movie 
And you were just going around all the Disney worlds and then came across that. Yeah, I, I, I could see why you were terrified. That makes sense. And so every time I would just... So you in Kingdom Hearts, you can skip worlds. And so I would always go to uh, Atlantica, the Little Mermaid's world, instead and just skip over Halloween Town, which that world is awful and terrifying in a different way because the controls... Or just horrifying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's infuriating. And so that's one that like really stands out in my mind where the entire time I would be playing it, I would just, my heart rate would go up like crazy. I would be like sweating. I would be like, oh no. please no. Like, please no. Anytime like Heartless would appear, they have like a weird texture to them in that world that made me like disconcerting. That looks different from any other world in the game. And so I was just like, okay, like we just gotta get through this. And a lot of times I wouldn't, I would just stop playing. Oh my goodness. That makes sense though. My scariest experience in a video game had to have been with The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. So when we got, and by we, I mean me and my brother, when we got our cartridge, it was already completed. We got it secondhand. So we already had one of the save files that was 100% complete. It was already Mm -hmm. done. And we just never erased that one. We would use the other two if we wanted to start a new file. Mm -hmm. So I liked to play on the already completed save file because then I didn't have to go out into the field and run into anything that would try and fight me. And I could use the sun song and know that I would always be safe and everything would be fine. I didn't really play the game. I just wandered around and had fun and talked to different characters. And (laughs) I like to play with the chickens in Kakariko Village. Now, Kakariko Village also has (laughs) a very interesting location. (laughs) Two. Two, yes. Oh, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) I encountered one of those. So I played Nocturne of Shadow. For my mom, I was showing her that I could play all these songs and that I memorized them all. I didn't even need to open up the start menu and look at them anymore. I just knew these songs off the top of my head. And so I played Nocturne of Shadow. And when you do that, you appear in front of a gate in front of the Shadow Temple. I never jumped over that gate before. Mm. So I thought, you know, I should jump over this gate. That sounds fun. I went straight for the middle of the gate, jumped, and went straight down into the royal family's tomb. I did not know that area existed Mm -hmm. at all. So now all of a sudden I'm underground. I've never been underground before in a Zelda game. There are scary sounds down there. I keep walking because I don't know how to get out. (laughs) And also my mom is very curious and she's like, well, what's that? What's going on here? What do you mean you've never been to this location? We should explore it. You know, trying to be a fun mom. Love that for her. Love that. Love that. I open a door. I encounter (laughs) re-deads. One of them latches onto me. I scream so loud. And then... Could not handle it. I was shaking. Mm. I was so nervous. And I did not want to play The Legend of Zelda ever again because of Redeads. And like mm. that haunted me for years. <laughs> yeah. Redeads are really. Yo, what Redeads are really disconcerting, like in addition to those ones, mm-hmm. the Wind Waker ones. Have you ever seen the ones in Wind Waker? Yes. You wouldn't think that they're more 
scary, but just the way that they act in Wind Waker is just so really, I think something that has always scared me in games is like caves in general, like switching topics really quickly. I played this JRPG called Breath of Fire 3, Mm -hmm. right? At the beginning of the game, you have to hunt down like a Nue, right? Which is a big monster with, you know, kind of like the snake tails and like a big mane of fur because it's been stealing food from the villagers and stuff. And so the cave music in that game was just very disheartening to my like eight-year-old self. Mm. And to find the Nue, you have to follow a trail of blood into the cave and you're you are playing as a child i was a child so i was like yo i love getting to play as a kid i never get to play as a kid Mm -hmm. but you follow this trail of blood to hunt down this new a to like save the village and you eventually find it after fighting zombies and bats and all these horrible things i muscled through this one this wasn't a halloween town i wasn't gonna stop here right no and we get there i kill it it's awesome. It In death, it protects a door. And it's just like dead body is propped up in this door. And I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> That's scary. And I'm like, what's behind the door? And now thinking about what was behind that door, I'm really sad. But at the time, it was the most horrifying sight my little eyes had ever seen. Because behind the door, the reason it was stealing food was to feed its children that were already dead. Ah! So you see three dead Nues, like baby Nues, just lying there in the game with the dead body of their mother protecting them. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. And so like, it's really sad. And they they do really well in the game of like saying, this is like a really sad thing in that this creature that was terrorizing this village wasn't actually all that bad. It was just mm-hmm. trying to feed its kids. And the kids you're playing as are orphans who are just trying to get food for themselves as well. So it's True. like that emotional resonance. But it was so terrifying at the time, going through this awful cave, following in the trail of blood, killing this awful looking creature and finding three dead bodies of similar creatures just lying there Mm -hmm. like emaciated. Mm -mm. That like haunted me. And then there was a haunted house as the next dungeon. Oh, love that. Which also sent my blood pressure through the roof. Ah, yeah. I was a very anxious child. No, same, same. Oh, we'll get to that, but... One of the games that I ended up being in the same room as was Left for Dead. <laughs> and I would go over to one of my friend's houses and she and her cousin would play Left for Dead. And I was like, I cannot play. I never touched the controller once. I said, I cannot play. I feel like you don't need but to. I will sit in here because I want to hang out with you guys. And also you have really tasty snacks. So I want to hang Mood. out with you. And <laughs> Mood. I never used them for the snacks. I did want to hang out with them. But the snacks were a bonus. Yo, sometimes you just have, there's always that friend with the best snacks. Yeah. Where you like hanging out with them anyways. But the snacks are a definitive plus. Yes. I had a friend, sorry, tangent. You you mentioned snacks. I had a friend who always had Supernova Mountain Dew, which was a limited time flavor. Love going over to his house. He was also a great human being too, but I loved Supernova Mountain Dew. Yeah, I feel like the best people are raised by great parents who provide excellent snacks. 
I mean, there are also great people who don't have great snacks. I feel like neither of us had great snacks growing no, up. No, neither of us had snacks. I feel like we're still okay people, though. <laughs> yeah, but But I not could've... as okay as the people with the good snacks. Yes, I could have been better if my parents provided True. me snacks. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> okay, anyways. That's why we're together. We're no snack people. I know. Well, now we're snack people. Yes. Because we're trying to get better. We're going to be the snack parents. Oh. I love that. Anyways, okay. <laughs> so I would go over to this friend's house and eat the wonderful snacks while they played Left for Dead. And I was very interested in just like the normal zombies. I, like I was okay with that. That's fine. Shoot those. Have a grand time. But it was when the, I believe they're called witches, where they <laughs> heard. Yep. <laughs> yeah, where they cry. That messed me up. Almost as bad, weirdly enough, as I believe they're called boomers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I don't know what is wrong with my imagination or my brain or what is going on in my noggin that would make me believe that every morning when I walk down to the bus stop that a boomer was going to attack me. Now I still fear for boomers attacking me, but it's a different kind. It's, it's not a zombie yet. <laughs> oh, <It's> no. <laughs> It's just women named Karen. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, well, you know. But, yes. Left for Dead was ahead of its time. It was ahead of its time. They knew. But, yeah, I was really scared of boomers. I kept thinking that they were real and that they were going to come get me. And then I had to remind myself that that was a video game. But, yes, I was quite scared of that game. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, like, I feel like we could go down lists and lists and lists of games that have terrified us. So, I because you do have a definitive list, I'm curious to hear what else has, like... Okay. <laughs> yes. Boy. Do you need to know? So... I'm an anxious person. I'm terribly anxious at all times. My imagination runs wild. It's fantastic. Yeah. I, did, I don't know. It's a mess. Anyways, let's go through a speed round of the ridiculous things that have scared me. <laughs> all right. So, harvest moon back to nature. <laughs> this is where we're starting. So Nice. There are stray dogs that appear at night and they attack your chickens. When they come to your farm, they bark really loudly. Do you Scared see me. them attacking the chickens? Yes. You see them attacking the chickens? There's chick no blood. It's just they well, bark yeah. at them. I mean, still. They that. don't, okay, they don't even really attack. They more so just bark and it startles your chickens. Mm. But that alone is enough for me to feel uncomfortable and I did not want to play the game anymore. <laughs> I okay. picked it up later, but it was very hard. Hearing, even just hearing the bark mm -mm, sent mm. chills down my spine. I <laughs> I was terrified. Pokemon Snap. <laughs> the first or second? The first one. Okay. Well, yeah, childhood. That yes. makes sense. So I am a completionist and I knew that I had to get Gyarados, but I'm terrified of Gyarados. He, uh, admittedly, a, a smidge menacing. Yeah. And so when Gyarados would pop out of the waterfall, I could not look at the screen, which is bad because I'm supposed to take photos. So that was kind of hard to do. I mean, maybe if you got the timing just right, you would hear him and you'd close your eyes and just go tap, 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 I tap. had to turn down the volume because I couldn't even hear him. I couldn't do it. I was too scared. Next one, new Pokemon Snap. So this is recent. <laughs> that, that is this year. Yes. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, so- I, I, don't, I, I don't know why I'm acting like I'm surprised about this. I actively had to play levels for you. Yes. And the level that you had to play for me that I would not touch is the underwater area because that just scares me. I just can't do that. To be fair, there's some messed up stuff that happens underwater. I know, but I can't even bring myself now to do it. Even upon seeing all of the content underwater, I still can't do it. it still scares me. I mean, once you get especially deep down... After the the frillish incident in that game. No. Which, if you don't... We were talking about spooky Pokemon earlier. If you're not familiar with frillish, it it will essentially hug a Pokemon and its water ghost, and it will drag it down to the depths of the sea until not allowing it to move until it dies. Yeah, and doesn't it have like little poison tentacles or something like yeah. that? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Not happening to me. Can't. And that happens in the new Pokemon Snap spoiler alert. I hate that. It's really great. Uh okay. On to No, I'll leave them I'll leave the most ridiculous one for last cuz okay. it's it's a little embarrassing. All right. So the next one is the phantoms in Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. No, that's a mood. I feel like a lot of Zelda games are high key scary, at least at one point in the game. Like I had a lot of trouble with Majora's Mask. The moon thing just really messed me up. Mm. The transformations as a child messed me up. I literally found that super rare Zelda collection for GameCube. And, like, we still own it, but it's, like, no one can find it now because there weren't a lot printed. Regardless, I got that and just so I could play Majora's Mask because it seemed really awesome. Played it for a little bit, could not do it because it was so scary. Oh, my gosh. I don't blame you. It is scary. But, okay, next one, next one. Lavender Town. Really? Pokemon, which, you know, okay, the graveyard, that makes sense. But, moreover, missing, though? Like, missing number? Like, that glitch Pokemon? Yeah. That scared me. I don't know. Why? I don't know. I'm weird. <laughs> it scared me. It's, it's a glitchy box. I know. I Well, okay, I would get really unsettled by anything glitching. Mm. I I would think that something had possessed my console or something like that. I think I thought that they were ghosts. Who hurt you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with my brain. <laughs> okay, I have two more. Uh, so one of them is the Naga or the Vipers from Chrono Trigger who okay. disguise themselves as nuns and then they end up being these Viper women. Okay. Couldn't play the game after that. Fair enough. And the last one, which is arguably the most ridiculous thing that will ever come out of my mouth, and you are free to bully me because of this. More ridiculous than Harvest Moon. More, oh, way more ridiculous. Okay. Okay, this is an important thing to know. I'm very scared of alarm sounds. (laughs) Okay. I'm an easily startled person. Yeah. So an alarm of any kind startles me quite a bit. Yes. Okay. So when Super Smash Brothers Melee came out and they had that, like, that alarm Mm -hmm. and, like, new challenger approaching and you have to fight the new character... Mm-hmm. To get them to be a playable character. That alarm sound with the little silhouette of whoever you needed to fight, that scared me. <laughs> Jeez. I was a mess. But I could watch Inuyasha and be totally fine. I don't know. Make it make sense. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I I was going to talk more about like things that scared me. But like... <laughs> 
I was a you, very frightened child. You have taken the cake. What about anime though? Anime? Yeah, were there any like anime that like particularly scared you? Because I I definitely have some, but I'm curious as to what you would say. Okay, weirdly enough, I feel like games, because you're the person in control, I feel like those more often scared me than anime, where it's a passive experience and you're watching. I see that. Like, I, I would agree with that overall. Yeah. And so the only anime experiences, they're both pretty short, that I can think of that scared me were Spirited Away when the parents turn into pigs. That whole movie scared me. Oh, only the parents turning into pigs scared me. I want to go into that more in a second, but okay, continue. Uh, The other one, I have no idea what this anime is named. It's either, uh, I looked up some, maybe like Blood Plus or like Tokyo Ghoul or something. I don't remember. But one time at 3 a.m., I turned on my TV so I could watch Inuyasha. I'm in maybe like third grade. Don't question why I was awake that late in the night in third grade. It was to watch Inuyasha. Anyways, I wanted to watch that. It was the time block. I was all ready to go. I started watching it and it wasn't Inuyasha. It was another anime and it was a vampire anime. And they started sucking someone's blood and that scared me. And then I turned it off and I was terrified for like two years. (laughs) Understandable. And that's like all I can think of that really scared me maybe like a full metal alchemist episode but probably all of them yeah maybe all of them yeah but that's a very disconcerting show i don't know i want to hear more about spirited away because it didn't scare me so before i get into spirited away because it the reason it scared me ties in with another set of movies that scared me okay as a child I could not do the Pokemon movies. What? The Pokemon movies actively, like, made me feel weird. How? Okay. Okay, so, I'm ridiculous, but this sounds more ridiculous. Than okay, me. so, so, <laughs> and the, this will tie back into Spirited Away. So let's just start with the, po- let's just start with the first Pokemon movie. A, Mewtwo, very intimidating, right? Okay. As a child, I was terrified of storms. Oh, okay. Absolutely petrified. If it got cloudy, I would be inside making sure all of the blinds were closed, like like battening down the hatches, closing all the windows, like barricading myself in because I was so scared of storms because when I was really little, I saw lightning strike really close to me, like hit the ground really close to me mm-hmm. while I was huddled under like a, like a metal pavilion. So Storm's not oh, my stuff. It's just a metal pavilion. Yeah, like like one of those uh, pavilions at like a baseball field that's just like wooden, like... Oh, so, it was, oh, okay. That was like the only shelter you had from the rain. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. if you had more options, why did you choose that one? No, it was, it was shelter from the rain. And so I saw a lightning strike real close to me, right? And so petrified of storms and lightning storms. So in the first Pokemon movie to get to Mewtwo's Island to do this Pokemon tournament or whatever it was, they have to literally get there through a massive storm. Mm. And so that like made me feel like some type of way through that. It made me really anxious, which there's just a lot of storms in Pokemon movies. I believe there's one in the second one too. Oh yeah, there is. Yeah. And so- 
that first movie for just for them getting there, but also the clones. The clones made me feel really weird how they went through those like gross tubes. Yeah. And that how they were freaky. all like test tube Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And the way they were created just made me feel really uncomfortable and really scared. And Mewtwo was so menacing. And then Ash literally dies. <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was too much for me. That movie was a lot. Second movie was like, whatever. There was a preview for The Grinch before that movie happened when we saw it in theaters. And that really scared me. Couldn't go to movie theaters for the rest of my childhood. (laughs) Because I was so scared that The Grinch would come grab my ankles or something. I don't know. Uh, But then... (laughs) Okay, we're just moving away We're we're, we're moving past that one. It's not an anime, so we shouldn't talk about it. Yeah, we shouldn't talk about The Grinch situation. That's... (laughs) We'll okay. talk about that more towards the holidays. Oh, all right. If we need to. If you want to hear the Grinch story, just let us know. <laughs> Comment on YouTube. That's a whole situation, though. But that's associated with Pokemon this movie 2000. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but after after seeing that movie in theaters, I couldn't go to a movie theater without anxiety. Anyways. So spirited away. <laughs> Get, we're getting there. Oh. We're getting there. So then we hit Pokemon... The third movie. Oh my gosh, it keeps going? Yes. Oh no. And this is what ties in with Spirited Away. When you are trapped somewhere, like when I see a child like trapped somewhere that like they can't really get out of, and it's like a manipulative situation, it really bothers me. And so when this girl in Spirited Away is trapped at that bathhouse, like having to work for all these terrifying monsters... It's like a similar situation to how that girl was essentially trapped by Entei and the Unknown in Pokemon the third movie. Mm -hmm. And so both of those things, because it's such an isolated building that you're trying to get out of and essentially escape, both of them have to do with parental loss. Both of those movies just, they, in a way, they're very similar. Mm-hmm. Not really, but like kinda. I can see it. You're in these fantastical worlds and situations that aren't possible. You're kind of trapped there. And they both made me feel so uncomfortable. That I would, again, like with the games we talked about, just elevate my heart rate a lot, make me anxious while watching it. And while Spirited Away actually frightened me because the monsters were actually scary looking, Pokemon just made me stressed out. But mm-hmm. I really liked that one. Pokemon the third movie is fire. I broke the streak. Pokemon Forever didn't scare me. Oh, good. I love Celebi. Such a good little onion thing. Onion thing. (laughs) I love Celebi, my little onion. (laughs) But yeah, so that's why the Pokemon movies and the Grinch scared me. Jeez. Well, speaking of things that scare you (laughs) and scare me, Mm. we mentioned this briefly already, but we... On to what we were currently playing. We were playing Kingdom Hearts. Yes. And we just finished Halloween Town, right? Yes. Yeah. Now that I'm not scared of that movie, my favorite level in the game. I still don't really enjoy parts of uh, Halloween Town, specifically the the big scary, what's his name? Oogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie. I don't like him because I don't like bugs. Yeah. So I just didn't watch during that part. But everything else was delightful, and Zero is such a good boy. Zero is the best boy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we're still playing through Kingdom Hearts, and 
What else are we playing? Kind of Animal Crossing a little bit too. Yeah, we're both kind of playing Animal Crossing. I just finished getting all of the fighters in Super Smash Brothers because I've never actually finished doing that. So I finally unlocked all the fighters in that. I've been playing a lot of Super Smash Brothers, getting good with Sora. And by good, I mean painfully mediocre, but good for me. <laughs> What else have we been doing? Oh, Mario Party. So to get hyped for the new Mario Party All-Stars or whatever it's called, I don't know, but it's releasing on the 29th, I'm pretty sure. To get hyped for that game that I'm buying, but can't recall anything about other than that I want it. There's Horrorland. <laughs> don't say that. It's one of the maps. I'm not playing that map. Why? <laughs> it's like one of the best ones. I don't want to get scared. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, anyways. To get hyped for Mario Party, we played Mario Party, and I absolutely annihilated. I had you, five stars oh, at the end. It was I was winning for the majority of that game, and then you just... I don't even know what happened. You, like, whiplashed into first place and just dominated everyone. You had, like, five stars, and the rest of us, Max had two. I know it was great, wasn't it? That was... I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm still salty about that to this day. Oopsies. But other than that... There's what? not been a whole lot that we... Like, I've been playing Luigi's Mansion off and on. Oh, true. Continuing through that, uh, you know, like a couple hours a week, nothing crazy. Because it's not that long of a game, but yeah, just kind of squaring that away. And I haven't really watched any anime or anything really at all this week. Work's been absolutely bonkers since I work at a university and it's midterms and it's all that fun stuff. Oh yeah, that so would be busy. <laughs> life life has been very busy and I've pulled some longer days than usual this week. I was able to squeeze in the first episode of Yashahime and I was so happy. It made me very delighted. My favorite character is Setsuna and I could have totally predicted this episode. In fact, I pretty much already had, but no spoilers, but yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed with what happened with Setsuna and everything. And I'm starting to like Moraha more. I don't know, mm -hmm. but that's how I feel about Yashahime right now. The opening and the ending were so good, mm -hmm. but kind of spoilery and like kind of ruined future reveals for me. Which was annoying. I hate when openings and endings do that. They make it so obvious on what's going to happen in the rest of the episode. So I was like, okay, I feel comfortable knowing that my theory is true now. Mm. But yeah, whatever. So anyways, I can't wait to watch more episodes. I think I have three more to go to get caught up. But yeah, I've been watching Yashahime. Ooh. But I think that'll do it for this week's episode then. Yeah. So if there's ever anything that you want us to talk about, then please feel free to email us, tweet at us, and we'll try and fit it in. If you ever have any questions, we'd love to answer them. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode of ThoughtCast, make sure to give us five stars, make sure to follow us, share this with all of your friends. Anything that will help us get into the favor of the algorithm gods is a good thing. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, a fantastic rest of your week, and why not even a fantastic rest of your month, and we will see you next Wednesday. Later. See ya.